the start, the struggles, the pain and joy. This is how you started lah podcast. Hello people. Now on my podcast, I've always uh, gotten uh, stand-up comedians. In fact, I think 80% of guests have been stand-up comedians and this time, you know, I wanted to uh, step out of the comfort zone, you know, and uh, diversify my guests. And this time I got a very interesting uh, person because I actually got to know him uh, Two years ago, in fact, nearly three years ago, January 2018, I got to know him through Popcorn. In fact, he's uh, one of the masterminds behind Popcorn. Now, interesting thing about Amin is uh, he has actually done so much of things and uh, he finally found Popcorn as his home where he actually does a lot of training, a lot of workshops. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Yandaro Al-Amin. Hey, thanks for bringing, bringing me in. and Love hey. to be here. <laughs> no worries, man. Uh-huh. Uh, like the last time we we had a non-stand-up comedian was uh, my sister on episode 4, I think. How long was that? Uh, I think about maybe five to six months ago, I guess. Okay. okay. Yeah, so it's uh, pretty pretty a while back. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, as I mentioned just now, you know, I was actually looking through, uh, I actually had to go through my email to mm-hmm. make sure when was my first time I actually went to the Popcorn event. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it was January 2018. Oh yeah. Now, uh, yeah, and uh, since then, popcorn has like uh, grew like exponentially. I think even linear is a bit uh, a bit too humble, but exponentially seems more <laughs> transparent, right? Done a lot of trainings, workshops. My question is, how did uh, popcorn actually start? Was it a random conversation, or did you have a conver- uh, Did you see something that sparked an idea in your mind? How did it start actually? Okay, uh, there are a few founders in popcorn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I there's Nina, there's myself, there's Pauline. Um, there now, uh, everyone will have a different story, <laughs> right? And different interpretation of how it's been done. <laughs> you can I'm, be I'm, politicians, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. So it's like politicians are right? they all they will all have their own stuff, lah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. tell you based on what I remember, okay? Okay. okay. Uh, but uh, so the story was I've been doing training and development work for I think about more than fifteen years plus at that time. So. Okay. Uh, yeah. Towards the end of 2017, uh, mm. uh, I was at the peak of performance of my uh, training. So I was like delivering consistently about 20 training programs, uh, 20 training days a month. Um, oh, yeah. Wow. The, and it, it was, it, it came to a point that I, I kind of like started to question myself in many ways. Uh. Uh, mm. But what happened at that time as well is because um, my mother was actually going, she was fighting cancer at the time. Mm. Um, and uh, I was telling myself that uh, towards the end of the year that I wanted to take a long break and spend more time with my mother. Mm. So uh, what happened was, uh, it, so I remember this really well. Uh, it, was, uh, it was the last training for the year. Mm. And it was the last day of the training. Uh, mm. Sometime during lunchtime, my brother could give me a call and said, Hey, you know what? You got to drop everything and come back home. Uh, Mom is not going to make it. Mm. Right? So I was like, Shit, man. Um, here I am on my own uh, in the training room. And I have about 20 plus over participants in the room waiting mm. for Sorry, me. Sorry, yeah, this, this training was uh, under your company or were you working the, for I, a training? I, I was actually uh, freelancing at that time. Right. So uh, what happened was, was that at that time, I was doing a training for uh, FMB com- FNB company. So I was doing a leadership training program at the time. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, so what I told myself at that time was that this is going to be the last training. And then after that, I'm going to be spending more time with my dealer. I want to take a, take a mm. break and all that. So yeah. when that happened, I didn't know what to do. So it's between me choosing to stop the training and attend to my mother or... Mm find a way to finish this as fast as I can and then I have to wrap up and attend to my mother. So mm. I was in a dilemma like, at that time. Uh, I, I think it's a dilemma that I, I wish and I hope that a lot of people do not have to go through. Uh, mm. So I was confused but I decided to continue to go on. I got another message from my mother after that it says my mother passed away. So as mm. someone who is when you are being at the front of the room I don't know I don't know because you're a performer as well. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You have to choose. Oh, you got this in between your training. In between my training, yeah. Oh, damn it. Yeah. So I was like, there was nobody else at that time. It was just me and the participant and the HR mm. lady at the back, right? Uh, mm. So I got a message. My mother just passed away. I, I just continue 
and I told the participants, uh, look, something came out. Uh, I need to finish whatever. Uh, I need to finish the training a little bit earlier. Uh, mm. So they were okay with that, but they they have no idea what was going on. Uh, mm. I because yeah. I think what happened was that one of the things I was trained for was that when you do your work, finish it, make sure that you end it yeah. right, land it mm. properly, move on. Mm. So I do whatever I need to do, complete it, end it, stay calm, pack uh, up, say goodbye to the HR person. And uh, this was the hotel. Uh, the, it, this was this uh, hotel in Bangi. It used to be known as Equatorial, but they changed the name already after that. Uh, oh, I didn't know there was an Equatorial. They used you know, to be in Equatorial Spangon. in Bangi, long, long time ago. <laughs> I fun fact: I actually live near uh, Equatorial in Penang. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So interesting that you mentioned Equatorial. <laughs> yeah. So, but at that then, time they, they did they just they just changed the name to something else. I don't even remember the name, the name of the hotel, but I remember it as an Equatorial mm, hotel, right? Mm, mm, uh, mm. I pack up, do whatever I need to do, uh, handle my training equipment, went to the washroom, and I just break down there and there. Uh, mm. And I think the the transition moment at that time was, I started to question a lot of the things I wanted to do in my life. Mm. Uh, I, I decided to join training because at that moment, at that time, when I started, I was, I was very young. I was jumping from one industry to another industry. <laughs> So what mm. happened after that? After I graduated, um, I actually graduated uh, in management information system. So the, my first job was uh, I was actually doing programming, right? Four years plus of doing IT. At the end of it, I decided that I do not want to do it anymore, <laughs> right? So mm-hmm. jumping from one industry to another industry, but uh, then I fell in love with training, sir. So, um, decided okay. to do that after that. But after fifteen years of doing it. It was that moment, that time, I started to question everything. And I asked myself if this is something that I really wanted to do after mm. 15 years of doing it, right? Because um, I just felt that the one problem that I have is that if I were to do training room, the kind of impact or changes that I can actually make is quite limited. Yeah. Mm. Right. Uh, I can do an average of uh, tw- uh, what uh, 10 programs in a month. But the number mm. of people that I can actually attend to is only about 20, maybe limited to maximum 100. The most I had at one time is 1,000 plus. Mm. Right? Um, that's when I, 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 I was uh, looking at ways on how I can actually do stuff, right? So I actually took a sabbatical yeah. leave for what year plus. Mm. Uh, and I decided to actually travel on a bicycle <laughs> to Thailand. <laughs> Oh, yeah. like what from from KL to Thailand? From my from my from my house in Kota Damansa, I just basically just take my bicycle up all the way out to Thailand and stayed in Thailand for a while on my on on bicycles and just start traveling. Uh, How long do you take to arrive Thailand? From here to from here to Krabi, you can actually arrive in about seven to eight days. Wow. <laughs> on a bicycle, yes. Damn. Wow, okay. No motor at all? No, bicycle. no motor at all. It's just bicycle. Was it a way to declutter your mind? It was, it was. It was to declutter my okay. mind and basically to just take a look at what, what, what else I really wanted to do. So I actually cycled with my partner, Joe, um, and we, we, mm. we, took, we basically practically took a, a year break. But from time to time, what happened because I was still need to make money, right? Um, mm-hmm. So uh, we cycled and then we will stop at certain destination in Thailand. And then okay. I will fly back to do certain projects, right? So I will leave my bicycle there and then fly back. Uh, I'll stay in KL for about a few days. Uh. So during that period mm. of transition, what happened was that I was I, I, I bumped into Nina. And uh, one of the things that I actually wanted to do was that I want, wanted to record uh, the whole journey of me cycling and kind of like wanted to do like a vlog. Uh. Yeah. Um, and then I realized I suck at it. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. the the idea of actually recording the whole thing it was not it's not really easy so I actually bought all the equipment that's required I even have a drone um, bought the best camera ever uh, I, I have like all the equipment but I have no idea how, how to start my own vlog uh, hmm. Nina I know I've known Nina for about for more than 20 years already so we we, oh. we, we met at a leadership program uh, we kind of like call it a cult. Uh, uh, the digital program is called uh, Easy Works. I don't know if you've heard of it before. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been before Asia Works. Yeah. I went to the first and the second level. Then I stopped. Yeah. So uh, I, I went all the way. And then sometimes I come in and volunteer. And that's, when I, that's how I met up with Nina. Um, okay. And when I met up with Nina, she was basically bitching about uh, her old company. Uh, mm. And she was also looking for something to do. And I kind of like told her, because uh, the thing about Nina, I, I know that someone's very bubbly and cheerful. Mm. And I've always told her to actually, hey, you know what? You you need to start your own YouTube channel. I think you can do it. Okay. Mm. Yeah. She, she has a personality because she can really talk. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, at that moment, at that time, another friend of us, uh, L. Uh, have actually attended a uh, smartphone filmmaking workshop in Singapore. Mm. And he wanted to organize the program down in KL. And we mm. we uh, we met with the trainer. His name is Adrian Lai. Uh, and we said, okay, lah. We, we, we bought a few of our friends to come together and then we start our first class. There, there was, yes, I think I attended. Yeah. I think I attended the, the following session yeah. at Oasis Damansara. Okay, that, okay. that was the following session that we organized after we started PopCon. Wait, the okay, there was okay. no PopCon. It was just us attending it and then we we attended. Right, um, right. But the thing about doing video, you, you cannot just go one class and then after that you become very good at it, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you have to practice again and again and again. And then yeah. even after attending the class, what, what I started to realize was that, you know what? We still need kind of some kind of support, yeah. But what we realized was that support was not there. There was support was not there. Yeah, there was there because uh, in the US, right? Um, after I attended the program, I did some research in terms of uh, in terms of event or any activity where we can actually learn from someone who's already made it. Um, mm. the YouTubers, influencers, right? So mm-hmm. in the US, there's this one event called Bitcoin, right? Where mm. they they organize this yearly event, and all of the influencers from US and around the world will actually come in and gather uh, at this conference to actually share idea on how they actually become influencers. Mm-hmm. And when I when I when I read about it, I was like, hey, maybe this is something that we can actually do, right? Um, and I approached Nina and I said, hey, Nina. Um, have you heard of Bitcoin before? And then Bit- Nina, who was at that time was working with MDEC, she said, yeah, I just attended Bitcoin. <laughs> mm-hmm. So she she was actually sponsored by MDEC to go, uh, to attend the session. I said, wow, you actually attended the session. How was it? She said, it was great. And I said, why not if we actually do a similar conference like that in KL? And she said, oh, you know what? That's a, that's a good idea. Um, mm-hmm. And L at that time actually have the space in Oasis, right? Because L was uh, L is also one of the first few founders of uh, Popcorn. Yeah. So I turned, um, I approached L and said, hey, you know what? Uh, what do you think about this idea? And he said, you know what? This, I, I have this space. You want to use it? You can use it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so we, we, we started to assemble. Um, and another person that I felt that was missing at that time was uh, someone who can actually manage uh, and help us to basically organize the whole entire thing. So we need someone that's a bit more detailed. Hmm. Um, and a friend of us actually recommended Pauline uh, because hmm. Pauline has been doing a lot of team building programs and also event. Hmm. And I, 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 I have never worked with Pauline before. In fact, with, uh, with all of them, right? Even with Nina, I've known Nina all this while. So even though if we were to do work together, it's more on project basis. Like a lot of freelance, mm. like team building activities and all, I'll come, I'll, I'll get her to come in and facilitate and all that. But we have never actually worked together. Mm. So yep. It's just that the idea at that time was that let's just do one event and see what happened. Mm. Mm. Right. So, By the way, uh, fun fact to all the listeners, and uh, I think I mean you already know this that uh, Pauline, uh, who's working with uh, I mean, is uh, my neighbor back in Penang. Really? Yeah, I don't know whether you know this. I didn't know that. So, I didn't know yeah, that. So, so since uh, primary school, her 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 mother and my mother will take turns to fetch uh, all of us to school. Wow, I didn't know. We that. didn't go. We didn't. Yeah, we didn't go to the same school. Uh-huh. But uh, her younger brother went to the same school, so it's on the way and all that. Yeah. What small world? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. Now I know. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, so Pauline until today will will bug me about this. Uh, she said I can't her to join popcorn. Because it was mm, supposed mm. to be like one-time-off project. 
Um, oh really? The yeah. first event was a one-time. It was supposed to be a one-time project. We want so what what we wanted to do is that we just have one event, and that's it. But oh, it didn't look like it because I remember when I got the invitation, I saw like like exactly what you said. No, because I've never attended an event uh-huh. where all the influencers influencers are there and they can actually share their stories on stage. So I thought, oh, this is interesting. I thought it's going to be like a series. It's going to be long term. I didn't know at that time that, it was a one time. That was that was an accident. That, uh, that 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 one event was actually an accident. Because ah, okay, a beautiful accident. A beautiful accident. So here's here's here was the actual plan. Uh. The actual plan was that we want we want to have like one big event. But then we start yeah. to realize that what we start to realize is that the community actually are not ready for this kind of event. Sorry, why do you say not we, ready? We just it's... felt that they are not ready for this kind of event. Uh, number one, we don't have the resources in fund. That's number one. Uh, okay. Number two, uh, if we talk about having a gathering for influencers, we, we were a bit afraid that the market is not ready for it. Because one of the things that we start to realize when we started this is that we start to notice that influencers are all separated. You have like, Malaysia is a very diverse group of influencers. Correct. Yeah. yeah. You have all the urban market. So even the urban market, we have like two types of Chinese market. The yeah, banana correct. market and then the really Mandarin market. Uh, correct. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, the Indian group is like lost same on well. its own. <laughs> you have the yeah. no, Indian group is the same. You've got the Tamil market. Yeah. And then you've got the uh, coconut market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then even the Malay market is like Another game on its own. You have like the really it's the same as well. Yeah. yeah, the urban ones and the really kampung ones. Ah, and we we have no idea how to get everyone together. That's interesting. Yeah, they actually yeah to summarize Malaysia, that's six segments. Uh. yeah, and maybe seven lah for line line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the Sabah Sarawak is always selected. Yeah. <laughs> so, we we felt okay. You know what? Before why not before we actually launch the big event. Let's test the market first. We do mm. a few series and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Right? So the original idea of the event is uh, the, the main event is called ConCon, uh, mm. which actually stands for Content Conference. So mm. what we want to do is that we want to have like a milestone of small, small gathering that actually will bring to the large event. So that's why we do the, mm. the, the we 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 started with quarterly we we started with monthly event first. So we 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 had like a few monthly event, uh, but mm. at that time, Nina was still working. I'm still mm. in between transition. I was still in Thailand. I was still doing my stuff. Uh, Your bicycle was still my there. bicycle is still in uh, in uh, at that time when I started it was in Krabi. I see. Right, and then after that I went to Phuket. I cycled. Okay. So I, I was still traveling and coming back and forth and all that, right? So the, the, okay. the reason why we put Nina at, as the forefront was because number one, she can, I think she can wing it lah as a CEO. Mm. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. And I, uh, my commitment level at that time was basically half-half. So for, for mm. most of us, it's in the beginning, it was just a part-time thing. We don't really know what we are doing. Right. Yeah. Um, we were having fun. We test the market, see how it goes. Uh, how do we fund the whole entire event? Maybe what we can do is that we start doing some small, small trainings that can yep. actually gather some traction. So the mm. first training that we did was the smartphone filmmaking workshop, the one that we attended. So we decided to organize it instead of... Uh, we, we took the same concept. We This time we organized it for uh, for people. Right. Yeah. So the first one year was really a trial and error. Mm. Um, there was not really a direction until we start to realize that towards the end of the year, uh, we really start to notice that there was actually a gap in this. A lot of people really need some guidance. There's a lot of people who wanted to wanted to market themselves online, but they don't know how to do it. Mm. Right? Um, yeah. And one of the strengths that we have is that we are actually very good at organizing events. That's number one. That's the, the one strength that we have. Uh, mm. Number two, which, uh, one of the strengths that we have is that we are, we are naturally good marketers. Huh? Mm. that's us and also because of my uh, experience in training and development I kind of like find a way to figure things out on how to actually organize the event and to make mm. uh, all of this event more entertaining and at the same time educational mm. so yeah. um, one year after testing uh, with no company uh, we decided to use one of my dormant company that I've not used for years and mm. revive the company and started it at the popcorn that's how popcorn starts Mm. Yeah, so it's it was really an accident. I see. 
It's interesting uh, because at that time, without any direction, most of you are still in the team. Can? Because, uh, I mean, like, uh, you, you know, you've heard like a lot of companies where, okay, the partner suddenly decides to take a different path and then, you know, like a boy band, uh, you know, mm-hmm. breaking up. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the fact that the core of you all are still here, that, that's quite uh, interesting. Uh. Sometimes, some, you know, sometimes they say the planets are aligned. Uh. Yeah. And things all just fall into place. Yeah. Like for me, I'm st- until today, I'm I'm only working alone, and the only reason why I've yet to work with someone it's exactly like this, like dependency. Right. I, I need to check whether someone's the same wavelength, same goals. You know, uh, are we two tigers on the same mountain? Mm-hmm. Things like that. Mm-hmm. But interesting, you all not only have two, like more than that, and still. Well, uh, what we have uh, uh, this year was quite a challenging year for us because there are, there are some team members that comes in and go, mm. uh, but. Um, I think if there is any respect that we can give to the team members is that uh, even though when we parted, it's still on good terms. Uh. Mm, yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, la. Yeah, yeah, it's not good to burn bridges. Uh. Yeah, I, I, the thing is about me is that I've been burning a lot of bridges uh, in the past. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, so if there's any lessons that I learned was, um, um, and if there's anything that I should have learned uh, was if things don't work out, things will work out. But uh, whatever it is, you need to find a way to still uh, maintain the relationship and make sure that uh, we move on and we can still have Titari and still sit down together. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, what, so since you mentioned burn bridges, something you have learned, mm-hmm. what was that the uh, the biggest moment where you have burned the bridge and uh, later, like a few months later, you rest, uh, sc- that screwed up. Like, I should have done that. Could you share that experience? I I burned bridges with one of my, one of my mentor before. Okay, so what exactly happened? You disagree or? uh, It was a huge disagreement in terms of direction. Okay, when you say mentor means what? Like an action coach or? uh, No, uh, I was actually working in the company. Okay. So, uh, okay, uh, how how I ended up in training. So, after I attended the cult, which is Asia Works. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's called a cult because right? a lot of cult members, yeah, there, right? That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, every time you attend it, Asia Works, uh, the the members will keep on talking about Asia Works and all that. Right? I, I I think if there's anything that uh, I wanted to give credit to, Asia Works is one of the companies that actually helped me to develop myself as a trainer. So, mm. uh, when I attended Asia Works, I was very young. I was I think about twenty five years old, that time, mm. uh, and I just lost. Uh, my uh, a lot of money from a stockbroking company, <laughs> that I, mm. so I I make my I make a lot of money in that company, and then after that I lost it in a few months later, and mm-hmm. uh, I attended Asia Works um after that uh, because I again it was one of those times where I, I was just lost I do not know what to do, uh, and I saw the trainer and said hey trainer not bad uh, make money uh. <laughs> but at that time I, I I never thought I wanted to become a trainer yet, but after mm. I attended the program. Uh, I was actually uh, I was actually uh, called in to act, to assist uh, one of the other company that was uh, somehow there was some joint venture between this company and Asiaworks, so they were actually okay. they were awarded a project for the national service hmm. project. So uh, what happened with that company? The they were uh, given the contract to develop hmm. the training module for character building, hmm. right? Uh, and at that moment at time, what happened was that most of the trainers that was brought in are from overseas. Mm. So they brought in some some Westerners to come in to develop the, the experiential learning and all that. Uh, and they they developed a team to do the translation for the for the module. So I was I was brought in. Uh, I that's where I learned my craft in terms of doing trainings. Uh, but then when after national service, I decided to leave. And then I joined this one training company in which I'm not going to mention what it is or what the training company is. So I stayed in the company for about three years plus. Um, it, that training company actually gives me a lot of learning in terms of entrepreneurship. Mm. Right? Uh, I, I give a lot of credit to that company. But one thing that happened in the company was uh, I just felt that I do not agree with the way they treat people. Okay, like give an example. Um, long hours... Um, and then there were, yeah, this is the one company that uh, I work with and if I want to leave the office at 5 o'clock mm. everyone in the office will look at you one kind of <laughs> like, yeah, it's the I biggest a lot of companies practice that no? yeah it's like the biggest scene ever it's, it's not yeah. it's, a, it's a very bad uh, culture in Asia it is and here's the thing about the people in that company 
nobody willing is willing to voice it out. Yeah. Right. So they just keep yeah. quiet, and I I keep quiet for what three years plus until uh. So I I I climb my rank in the company. Mm-hmm. Um and they uh they actually gave me a division of the company where I was basically managing the team building activity for that company. Mm. Uh, so we closed a huge deal for that particular year. Mm. Mm. Uh, and I was not very happy with the way and how they treated us after we actually closed the deal. Mm. Yeah. Um. So I decided to leave. Uh. But it was a for me for me what happened was that after when I left. I thought that I wanted to leave things better off, but it didn't work out that way. Uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, war on social media between me and the company uh, to a point that I was actually given a lawyer letter <laughs> as well. <laughs> oh, what what is yeah. that letter of uh, attention? Yeah, so one of those. And then after that, I sent my own letter, and uh, things was not doing really well in the company. But it was quite sad because uh, when I look back, I could have handled it better. Yeah, um, but I didn't. Because you're fighting fire with fire, right? I I was fighting fire with fire. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I I used to be like you, so bro. You really? That's when you say burn bridges. Yeah. yeah. I've uh, like I've had this client where she booked me for a wedding. Uh-huh. Uh She didn't book me for stand up. She booked me for MC, and this was when I had a nine to five job. So at that time, I was very uh very robot. Uh. If MC means I'm literally an MC, oh. I don't do any jokes at all. Now I now I don't do that. Now when I MC, I still do jokes in between, but it's not a not a like a twenty minutes performance set. Uh. Mm-hmm. So that that wedding, I was just like an announcer, okay. and uh, she wasn't too happy with that wedding. And then uh, I wrote back a long email uh, that you know it wasn't managed well. She didn't hire event management company. I had to do the running, blah blah blah. Then after that, sort of like burn bridges. Uh. Mm-hmm. Now thinking back, I think I could have handled it more professionally. Yeah, yeah, you know sometimes uh, we can be we can do stupid stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, um, but I, 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 I was very hot tempered at the time. Yeah, yeah, because like, even though even though the the other person, regardless whatever scenario it is, have done something bad, mm-hmm. but then you fed fire to fi- fire with fire, you are literally downgrading yourself. Exactly. Right? Why why do that? So it's one of those moments where your your reactive state, you know, like overpowers your responsive state. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't learn my lesson then. Mm, um, mm, then after that, uh, because after I left that company, I actually this one was like really a, a, a total war between me and the company. You know, I actually mm, mm. took the uh, more than half of the team mm. to come and join my company after that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I start, okay question. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> So, so do you have one particular person that you burn a uh, bridge with in the company or do you like in general just burn the bridge with the company? I actually burn the bridge with the whole entire company, especially the CEO, oh. the CFO and the COO. <laughs> the oh, so there's no one particular person? Uh? Uh, there was this one particular... Um, I mean, they, they operate as a whole. Uh, okay, yeah. okay. So, uh, if there's, okay. yeah, there was this one particular person that uh, was... He was the CEO of the company, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Question. Uh, if let's say right now you go into a lift, and the CEO is in the lift, mm-hmm. what will you say? You know, interesting. Interestingly, right. that you ask this question, it a, happened, few, is it? a few months later, we bump into each other. Right. Then what do you ask? Say which floor? No. Here's the thing. <laughs> so I, I just started my, I just started my training company. Right. Time, right. So I was having a, like, yeah. a conversation with another trainer. That we wanted to brought in uh, as uh, as one of our associates, and I remember this really well. It was a it was a Starbucks in Banda Banda Utama, mm. right? So I was sitting facing the door, and mm. I see him coming with his wife towards Starbucks, mm. right? And I was I was in my new uh, t shirts, uh, <laughs> you know, you know the, mm. the new training company t shirt and all that. They mm-hmm. so here's the thing. They know this. And they know that they decided to open a competitor company. Mm-hmm. So they he saw me. You know what happened after that? What is that? You he, ordered a drink. No, me. he turned up and went up the escalator, and the wife was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> you went up. I thought we were going wow. to Starbucks. That's also a bit childish, right? On his end, as he well. is. He is still childish. I'm sorry to say this. Yes, <laughs> I do not want to mention him. 
Wow, that's messed up. Huh? Yeah. How old is that guy, by the way? Like, um, what, what? I think he's almost, he's almost at his 40, 50s now. Almost. Well, that's very childish. Yeah. yeah. He's a quite, fresh graduate. He's quite, it's, it's quite a prominent guy. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, it was super funny. And the wife saw me, mm. right? And she just smiled at me and said, hi. <laughs> and then she went up the clip. <laughs> you see, this one happens when there's no transparency. Yeah. That means the wife doesn't know what's happening in the company. The wife is also, no, the wife is also working there. But it also shows that she doesn't know, right? She unless, knows. She knows. Unless, she knows. Well, she knows. She knows. Then she has handled it maturely. Yeah. Yeah. To smile. Yeah. Right? Because like, uh, you know, like uh, the, the, the Minta Maaf in Malay has got a deeper meaning. Oh, you know, it's yeah. not just uh, it's not just uh, saying it's not saying that you're on the wrong, but it's like forgiving. It's like being humble. Yeah. So smiling is wow. I can't believe that. So both of them knew. She smiled and he decided to turn his back. <laughs> Interesting characters. Interesting. Yes. In, in in fact, during the first uh, first few weeks of MCO, I mm. think he came out with a with a viral podcast, uh, and. Uh, uh, again, it's his immaturity is just something. Uh, I, I kind of like look at him now and say, "Okay, oh my God, this guy has not changed." <laughs> well, that's messed up. But yeah. yeah, but I respect people who change, you know. Yeah, but the thing is, what so I stopped. what I learned from him is that I learned what not to do. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, so since uh, popcorn is coming to three years, right? Yes. Or is it already three years? It has already been three years. Right, right. Yeah, because, yeah, is. that means uh, before January 2018, you all had uh, a couple of events uh, in December 2017. December, yeah. So, what happened was that officially as a company, hmm. uh, we came in in 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2019. January 2019. So, uh, here's an interesting uh, interesting event that happens in 2019. We, we, we decided to go on and open a company. Nina decided to leave the old company, uh, the old company that she's working in. Mm. And then uh, she's basically the driver of the company. And one day she actually attended uh, a LinkedIn training program. Mm. And she came to me and said, I mean, you really got to check out LinkedIn. Mm. Right? Uh, and at that time, I was so resistant to uh, my resistance to LinkedIn was super high. Mm. I just feel that why why want to go to LinkedIn? It's a boring, it's a boring platform. Mm. Right? Uh, but I think she knows my button. She came to me and said, you look at all these people that's making it in LinkedIn right now? Hmm. Aren't these people that you know? And true enough, when I look at the people that is really making it in LinkedIn at the time, right, it's uh, people that I actually know within my particular industry at the time, which is training. Yeah, what about the immature guy? Was he making it on LinkedIn? He was not. He <laughs> <laughs> was not. <laughs> he was trying, he's still trying Facebook to, to, until today. So, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> time to write recommendation. <laughs> endorsement. 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 He's trying lah. I know he's trying. Uh, so I I and then after that it was just LinkedIn for me. Right? Mm. Yeah. Oh, so, oh okay, okay. So now you only specialize in LinkedIn. I like workshop I, and training. Yeah. Um I mean uh, as a company, as an agency, what we do so in Popcorn, what we do right now is that we besides doing the training and the event we are also focusing on uh, on agency work, right? So we have some uh, particular client where we actually will come into the company where we help mm. to manage the social media account and all that. Uh, but ah. my passion, yeah, my passion is actually LinkedIn. I really okay. love LinkedIn. Uh, the, it's just, it's so simple to start. It's mm. very easy to start. So mm-hmm. I, I started with only about 400 connections and my connection has now grown to about almost 17,000. In less than a year. Mm, 17, uh? Almost. Mm, hopefully, I'll be there. Uh, soon, I'll be there. By the way, for, to all the listeners, uh, I actually just uh, attended one of Amin's uh, LinkedIn workshop. So, you can actually go and check out Popcorn. It is uh, it is very powerful, though I'm, I wasn't the best student. I only attended 50%. But I made a very clear statement in the beginning uh-huh. that my main aim was to take action and I am taking action every day. Yeah. So, thank you, Amin. I, for... I, I saw your post and all that. It's getting more engagement, right? Yeah, I see the numbers are slowly increasing, not exponentially, linear. Yeah, Because yeah. like for me, right, the thing about change, uh, I'll rather have small changes mm-hmm. than try to push myself for a big change and not uh, not making it happen. Yeah, agree. So that's why I don't like to put all these crazy goals. I mean, I do have an end crazy goal, but I like to 
you know, hit all the small little goals uh, to becomes like a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, my question is, uh, I so Popcorn is now like uh, three years now. Mm-hmm. Was there like a huge struggle? Uh? Was there like a down, uh, like a downtime where you hit rock bottom? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think uh, sometime beginning of this year after the whole MCO started, uh, okay. that was one of the one of the biggest challenges that we had um, because we in December we we kind of like plan out the whole entire program for the whole for this year uh, we are very okay. we were very clear we had a very specific direction in terms of what needs to be done right but we can only okay. plan at the end of the day the universe will decide for us hmm. um, so when MCO started um, we were really hit a lot of the, uh, in fact for me personally uh, a lot of the training programs that I was supposed to be running this year uh, all got cancelled mm. right um, and uh, uh, one of our founder L has also needs to work on his own uh, business so he has another business that he needs to work with and mm-hmm. he needs to focus on that so he decided to move on and focus on his business mm. uh, so we lost one member there mm. right and for us it was really a struggle uh, in the beginning, because we have to transition, so we were thinking uh, about what can we do uh, mm. with the limited resources that we have, mm. uh, and we decided, you know what, just langgar lah. Let's just start doing our own show lah uh, online. Mm. Um, mm. So we started our first uh, video, uh, our show, uh, our own show in our own group. Like, it's called Just Langgar. Mm. So I ha- sorry, I, sorry, just a quick one. Uh. Before MCO, were you all doing webinars? Uh? We were not. Oh, you're not so something started this year, lah. Something just started this year. We were basically still okay, doing okay. training face to face. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So everything okay. was done face to face. So we we do training also face to face. Yeah. We decided to go hundred percent online. Hmm. Um, it was really rock bottom in the beginning because we don't know what to do. Okay. Uh, and we basically decided, you know what? We don't know. With the spirit of learning, let's just start doing something. Hmm. Uh, and. We we did, that's how we do it. Even all of the training programs is now done online, so we mm. have modified everything that uh, every single plan that we have. Mm. Uh, and the good news from all of this was that uh, the the last uh, the 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 final batch of training for this year that we're running we managed to get full house. Mm. So we have about twenty participants to come in for this particular program, right? Um, mm. And that is something that we never thought we we're going to be able to do. Uh, where we can actually transition everything from face to face to online. Mm. Yeah. So really, this year was a challenge, but uh, I think one of the, if I were to give credit, it was actually our community member. Mm. We started to build community, uh, our community member this year. Even, in fact, we take a look at the amount of activity that we're doing this year is actually one of the most engaging and the most busy year for us. Mm. Um, we are also looking into transitioning all of our program online now so uh, I, I think our website will be launched by January and mm. most of our program will be done 100% online and we're just going to focus on that for that year mm. so mm. I think there's always hope <laughs> mm. think, yeah definitely yeah. Yeah. yeah okay so just now you mentioned that a lot of the trainings were cancelled and I'm assuming some of them were from like companies right yeah like yeah. MNCs and all that yeah so my question is, when MCO kicked in and y'all were moving to your virtual uh, world, uh, what 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 was there a big break or not? Where you got this big client that said, "Hey, you know what? I want to do virtual training. Can you train my employees in this particular area?" Um, there was, there was, mm. uh, but uh, personally, I feel if there is any win this year, the mm. biggest break that we got is to be able to uh, keep the relationship with our community members. So mm. I'm not. Uh, I mean, for for someone who's who's been doing training uh, all this while with other with corporations, right? Yeah. I, I think personally, for me, my biggest breakthrough is to be able to co- to create our own community. Mm. And I think uh, the oh community. Yes. Uh, the okay. Biggest, I thought you said committee. No, no community. Sorry. Okay. Uh, okay. I think the biggest win for us is that we establish our own community member. Right. And this group of people are basically our die-hard, hardcore fan that basically really vouch for us. Mm. So whenever we do whenever we do our live streaming, whenever we do our activity, right, uh, we will always be able to get them back. So for me, that's a, that's a big break for me. Um, because yeah, prior to this... I need to learn that. Yeah, because we look at companies, right, to, to do with corporate companies, 
loyalty sometimes is not there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you when you close an organization, uh, the the maximum one number of years that you you might be able to serve them maybe about two years. After that, you change change people inside. Then after that, it's back to the square one. Mm. Right. So it's quite difficult for you to to consistently have uh, a corporate company to be loyal to you. Mm. Right. But when you have individuals to be loyal with to you, that is something that is really really good. And I, I'm quite proud of that this year. That that will be our big, big, big break for this year. Will be that mm. the ability to actually create a community and they stay loyal, and then we can still manage to serve them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I need to learn. I need to learn how to do that. Uh, yeah. To get this. But actually, community. you have what? You have a lot of followers. Yeah, but I've been uh, trying to think how to how to create a group, lah. Uh. Mm. I mean, not not the technical way, but. Uh, from a management way because uh, like for example like Uncle Roger will have fans and all that but see the fans like naturally created their own group yep. yeah yeah I need to to make it a bit more intimate no? you, you know Maybe I, 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 I personally feel that the, the direction for education uh, hmm. in the next few years is going to be community based hmm. okay hear me out with this huh? uh, yeah, yeah. so uh, my partner Joanne actually at one time showed me this one Malay group. It's a, it's a Facebook group, right? Mm. Um, called Le- It's something to do with some CEO or something where in that particular group, they are actually teaching people on how to actually uh, start marketing your product on Shopee. Mm. Right? And what I found out about that particular group is that there's about 30 plus thousand people in that group. This is just a Malay, Malay-based community. Mm. Right? And all of these 30,000 people that is in that group is actually paying about 125 ringgit to join that group. Sorry, this group is hosted where? where Facebook, Facebook group? group. Or what is this? In Facebook Okay. okay. So you have 125 people, uh, you are, they are charging you 125 ringgit to join that Facebook group. But what do you get in return? You, you get to engage with the community member, that's one. Number two, all of the training materials is inside that group. Hmm. Uh, number three, you will get engagement with the uh, with the coaches and also the trainers in that group, uh, group as well for like once a week. So it's a very different model compared to the normal online training. Hmm. Really? Hmm. But the thing about this, uh, I mean, this is just my point of view, lah. Mm. From a from a student, you know, when I when I attend all these trainings, one of the reasons why I don't like recording. If a student needs to watch back a recording, mm-hmm. that means it's either the student has not paid attention mm-hmm. or the student has not taken action. Yeah, that's why I don't believe in recording. Like I've att- like uh, I attended Ping Jun's uh, uh, class, right? He doesn't provide recording. Yeah, and to be honest, I actually agree with that because recording consumes a lot of time. So, so sometimes this group also engagement. I would say yes. I think networking is. I think is a is a huge seller. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to like for example, like a few people added me. And they say I'm a popcorn graduate, so that's the community you're talking about. Yeah. Like on, uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think I would say networking. Uh. Is networking it, is like a huge seller. Like uh, recording, I don't think so. Huge seller is the networking. Yeah. Yeah. The recording is just a plus. Hmm. Right. You you will hmm. watch it. You will not watch it. That's entirely up to you because uh, everyone learns and learn at a different speed. Hmm. But I I think uh the in the future the way. The way learning is the way how people is gonna be learning is it's gonna be like this. Every time they attend a networking session, they get a small amount of information that they can apply immediately. So if you mm. were to put them into a Facebook group, for example, right, you can just start a live session every week, and the interaction and engagement can actually happen in that live session. Mm. Right. You can still watch the recording later. But you have the options to attend the, the recording and at the same time go to the live session. Mm. The only thing about this uh, thing is commitment. Uh, and uh, Definitely. It's, uh, it's, it's what you call that. It's, uh, it's active. Uh, it is not passive. It's not something that can run on its own. So if I start a group, you got to be committed uh, to maintain that group, uh, to, to drive that group. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, but but in the US now, what they do is that they actually have, they are using this uh, the Facebook group platform as a as a way to for them to actually, uh, 
they they have a team to do it, so it's easier. Hmm. It's easier to manage yeah. a team. Yeah, yeah. I guess if you have a team, that's good. Uh. Yeah. Because like uh, for me, like you know, before I went full time, uh, I was only doing stand up and MC, right? Mm-hmm. So when I went full time, I said the first thing I gotta do is diversify. Mm-hmm. Right. So I started going to acting. I started doing content creation. Mm-hmm. Then I started getting uh, little jobs here and there. So at least different streams of income. Mm-hmm. And then when MCO kicked in, I realized all my income was all physical. And none of them are digital. Right. So now I'm moving towards the digital side. But once I'm done with this digital thing, like like virtual training and all that, like how to use human presentation. Mm-hmm. Like I did one for HSBC and it went well. So that one sparked a bulb. I realized I'm going to face another hurdle, which I think you should also think of mm-hmm. is active income at the end of the day all this is active income uh-huh. it's not passive income uh-huh. you know you got to be there you got to do the quality control check yep. it's not running on its own because you haven't trained the trainer it's not running you know fully so that's another hurdle I would say but yeah I, I guess one step at a time I think yeah but it's always better to start with it than not doing anything right? definitely yeah, yeah. 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 have you thought of this the active and passive thing, I, or I is have, this something I you're have, uh, later? I have. Uh, in fact, one of the things that I I was also I was also advised by some of the people that actually right right now they are running their own groups. Yeah. Uh, there's actually so many ways on how to do this. Mm. Um, like one of the examples I got is that uh, for something passive, right? Yeah. Even if you were just to create an ebook, and you can uh, you can sell it at a very cheap price, right? But it's something that people really want. Uh, that can be your passive income on its own, right? Uh, it's an it's an always on product. Uh, a lot of people, what they do is that they they always focus on the expensive product, but they never thought about the always on product. Something that will always be there, even though when you're sleeping. Mm. Mm. But are ebooks still a thing? Uh? With the oh, yeah. of, you know actually, knowledgeable articles around with the PDFs around. Actually, there is if you if you know your target market really well. Do you know that for the Malay market, the ebook is something that is actually really big? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. The Malay market is actually a very interesting market to cater, to take a look at. Mm. Um, because, uh, i give you one example. Yeah. So when we first discovered LinkedIn, and I'm trying to find videos uh, in Basa, Malaysia, that actually talks mm. about LinkedIn, mm. I only found one video. Okay, that was, that's interesting. It was created by ML Studio, Malufi, mm. right? Mm. And this guy was... Oh, yeah, I know him. Yeah, yeah. so you know, Malufi was not the guy who was actually doing the video. It was, he actually put someone else to do it. But then that video went viral and that video only talks about what, what LinkedIn is and that's it. Mm, I see, I see. Yeah. So I, I was told that uh, the Malay market, the, something interesting about them is that uh, they want to learn but language is a barrier. Mm. So for us in the urban market, right, we can get all of this information from online. It's very easy for us, you know. Uh, last mm. week, I, you know, last week, I say, actually earlier this week, I actually did a training program for the B40 group mm. on how to market their product online. Mm. Some of them don't even know how to do Facebook page, you know, just to set up a Facebook page. Mm. So when you have all, all of this guru, right, they come in and basically they just teach simple basic stuff, they will love it. That's why people like Dr. Mm. Azizan, uh, Nazib Asado are really eating the market right now for the Malay market. Mm. Because they are really catering to that group. And then this group really don't know any better. Yeah, I guess there's, I understand there's always a market. But again, but then again, like you mentioned, it's B40 group. So you're definitely going to get people who probably is who's not good at Excel, at Microsoft Office, you know, yeah. all this basic yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but my uh, just now speaking of ebook, right? Do you know if ebook is still a thing worldwide? It is, it is still a thing worldwide. Even like uh, in places like UK, US. Yep. Hmm. Maybe I need to research more. Yeah. I still don't see the. I did, I still don't see like a a point of it. Uh, considering now you got a lot of uh, uh, sites where they provide a lot of uh, good information. You know, like infographics. Uh, some even with PDF. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they put the whole file there, like JP Morgan does uh, a research on this and uh-huh. then a nice PDF there, simplified. So, interesting. Uh, maybe I should go and uh, check it out. Yeah. I, I mean, look at it from this angle, right? Comedy is something that everyone knows comedy, right? But mm. how many people are actually teaching comedy? 
online. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Is there an ebook that actually teach people on how to actually do comedy? God lah, but it's not very very few in the whole world lah. Correct, but how many? How Probably many, just a handful. How many Malaysian comedian who are actually coming up with an ebook? Hmm. On how to actually do comedy for Malaysians. Hmm. Yeah, but I guess for Malaysia, I guess comedy. The thing about Malaysia is not as uh, it's not as straightforward uh, because like to just to give you feedback, a lot of Malaysians, they they see comedy as just comedy, you know. They don't know the breakdowns after comedy. Yep. So a lot of people are uh, funny means funny. Eh? Mm-hmm. Like uh, very few people understand what is stand up. Very few people understand what is improv. Uh, what is uh, ventriculism? What is uh, skits? Uh, what is drama? So. To them, funny is funny. We are growing. Uh, we are definitely growing with the help of Netflix coming in. Mm-hmm. And then uh, who knows Disney Plus and all that, you know, putting comedy stuff. So we are growing, la, but still, they're still at the birth stage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. This is my final question. Uh, actually, you know, second last question. La. If you could go back to the inception of Popcorn and you could have done something differently, what would you have done? I would have incorporated the company earlier. <laughs> you you would have started earlier. Yeah, I that's would, it. Timeline only. It's just timeline. I would have started earlier. Okay, interesting. I thought you would have said I I, I we should have done a digital, uh, virtual training earlier. I thought um, you were going to say that. I I, I thought I, I would I I thought I would say that, but you know what? There are certain times when you think right. If I if I were to look back, if we were to starting, we were to start it earlier, we might. The people might not be ready for it yet. That's true. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Actually, that's true. Yeah. I I I had this struggle, uh, in the early years before COVID. If I want to have meetings, right, just to get people on Zoom, it's so difficult to get people to do that because people are so used to you know what I just want to meet you face to face. Yeah. Right. But COVID actually helps to accelerate digital digital stuff. Tenfold. Yeah. Yeah, actually it's a good point that you brought up, huh? Yeah. Actually, if you started earlier, so you may 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 even have uh, uh made less money. Exactly. Because uh because see, I've heard webinars like for quite some time, but I hated them, you know. Exactly. Before this COVID world. Because number one, it's uh it's uh what it's very uh inhuman, you know, it's uh you're looking at the screen uh, mm. and someone's talking very monotonous and uh, I don't like that. I'd rather go into physical training where, you know, I get the energy. I'm in a room. It's it's closed down. You know, I've dedicated my body, my soul, yeah. you know, to, to 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 make those changes. So I, I actually hated webinar. But now that everyone has to go online, so everyone has no choice but to up their game, you know, to, to, to put more energy. So in a way... Yeah, I think maybe, you know, if you started virtual training earlier and you didn't, didn't go well, things could have turned out badly, right? Exactly, exactly. So it's a good thing that you mentioned timeline. Huh? Yeah, good yeah. answer. I, 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 would um, have, I would have started the company earlier instead of mm. just uh, playing around for one whole year. And mm. really, maybe by this year, we are, we are more solid in terms of mm. the materials, in terms of the content and all that. We could have done the study earlier. Mm. Yeah. We were we we were safe because we were just nice, la. Well, Our timing was just nice. We were planning to do it online, but we didn't mm. expect that we we're gonna do it so early in the game. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. For me, if there's one advice, is uh, I should have been more active on TikTok and LinkedIn. Yeah. And Instagram earlier. <laughs> like I remember last year, mm-hmm. I I was in the same event where you, what's that girl's name, uh? The TikToker. She now has, I think, a few hundred thousand followers. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, uh, the, the Lisa, Lisa something, right? Ah, Lisa. Lisa, yeah. 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 At that time, I wasn't sold, you know. And I think one of the reasons is because I didn't see TikTok as a tool. I saw it as content. Mm-hmm. And it, you cannot generalize the whole tool as a content. So, I started seeing TikTok is very cheesy. But at the end of the day, it's just an app. The yeah. one who are doing cheesy things are the creators, not the app. Exactly. Exactly. So... Now that, uh, because now my TikTok is growing also, I just uh, hit 10k last month. It is fast followers. Yeah, so it was it was been it's been like uh, 50 followers like for very long, you know. Uh huh. 
and then like a three months ago, one of my videos went viral, and then it went to a thousand plus from fifty. You know, that's the beauty of social media, right? You you just you just need to keep on consistently do it. Consistency, yeah, yeah, and then suddenly that one video that was just boom, yeah, go out, right? Yeah, and it's the same with LinkedIn as well. Like, uh, I never believed in LinkedIn. Like, uh, yeah, I updated stuff and all that, but I never posted uh, until I kept taking actions. You know, every day I'll post something. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll do some engagement. You know, like, uh, uh, doing a little bit of networking. I started seeing the the numbers. In, you know, start increasing the engagement, uh, number of profile views. Mm-hmm. So yeah, should have uh, started earlier. But never mind. Uh, it's never too late. It's never too late. You, yeah. you, you do realize that since you started, there's a few more comedians that starts coming. Like LinkedIn, uh. Yep. <laughs> Link LinkedIn not so very very LinkedIn is still. I don't know. Not too. You you mean like Jason is it? Jason starting. That's why I noticed. No lah. Jason is just posting. I think since last time he's been posting lah. Yeah. It's just not. Uh, no, I mean when I say LinkedIn is like uh like you know Kushbu right? Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, like she is on a different level lah. Like to to be like super active. Yeah, I guess it's a it's an underrated uh, platform, lah. It is. It is. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, uh, yeah. Sorry, what do you want to say? No, no, no. no go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, because uh, this is the last part of the actually. So okay. if you want to say something, you can. Yeah, here's here's what I feel, lah. Mm. Either we like it or not, as much as LinkedIn is a professional platform, but this is what I feel. I feel it's going to turn into a different Facebook on its own, a Facebook for Correct. professionals, right? But the problem Correct, with yeah. okay, here's the problem that I I find about LinkedIn. Uh, the strength of LinkedIn is that it's a professional network. It's a professional platform. Yeah. So when it's a professional platform, people that comes into LinkedIn are, are basically they are very ambitious people, right? Mm. They are there, and they have an agenda, which is to sell mm. themselves. Okay. Mm. And that is actually, even though that's a strength, that can also be a problem. There are going to be a lot of sellers. Uh, yeah, because everyone is selling. So, if you change your agenda and you are not there to sell, but you are there to create value, then you will stand out even more. Mm. Because the biggest... But I guess that, yeah, but I guess there's nothing... To me, I don't think so. I see that as LinkedIn though. I just see that as a general rule of marketing, you know, before you you do direct selling the yeah. basis to add value yeah, in that, whatever it, platform it is. I agree with that. So here's the thing. Okay, for me, LinkedIn, LinkedIn when I started, it's like a BNI, uh, it's like a BNI forum. <laughs> okay? Okay. Yeah. Right? You go to BNI and people start pitching. Yeah. Right? In which I resisted that. I really hated that. Yeah. All right. So it's just, you just need to change the tone of the party lah. So rather than making it into a BNI, maybe it's a barbecue event hmm. where, yeah, everyone is still coming in, talk about business, but at the end of the day, it's the exchange of ideas, hmm. right? So I think that would be a better way to start engaging on LinkedIn compared to just selling, 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 selling. Hmm. Yeah. But really on LinkedIn, I don't see people selling though. I see people adding value actually. That's the thing I do. I got a lot of messages on selling. You know, on Facebook, I see I see a lot of sellers on Facebook. Really? Like you know, marketplace. Yeah. I I, I see a lot of people. Like, I'm one of them. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, we have actually come to the final part sure. of the uh, of the podcast, uh, and this final part is this segment is called just answer lah. Okay. So it's a it's a it's a quick fire question. There's no right or wrong. Mm-hmm. You cannot think too much. Mm-hmm. It's either A or B. Okay. Okay. So, uh, first question. Uh, have a 10 minutes conversation with Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos? Mm. Elon Musk. Would you rather wear jeans or cargo pants? Jeans. Work with Robin Sharma or Jay Shetty? Jay Shetty. Pie chart or bar chart? Pie chart. Girls with dimples or without dimples? Dimples. Snorkeling or scuba diving? Snorkeling. Cappuccino or latte? Cappuccino. Would you pee in your pants five times or shit in your pants once? Pee in my five, pants five times. <laughs> See. <laughs> okay. Would you learn marketing from Nike or McDonald's? Nike. Would you work in Laos or Brunei? 
Laos. Retire in Colombia or Pakistan? Colombia. And that's it. That's the end of Just Answer La, And that's the end of the episode. Thank you so much, Amin. Thank you so much for being it. such a great guest. I actually uh, enjoyed uh, listening to all your stories. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you shared things that I've never heard before. Because uh, that's the whole point of podcast. So I'm glad that you went quite deep. Hopefully you do that in bed as well. So that's for another podcast. It's another podcast. Uh. When, I, yeah, when I invite you back, then you know what story to, what story to share. We go to that angle after that. The <laughs> problem. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for I mean uh, for being my guest and also uh, for being my uh, coach in the last uh, two months on uh, LinkedIn, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, for those of you all, if you want to actually check out some of the workshops uh, Popcorn have, uh, just search Popcorn on any of the uh, P O P C O N. Just search them on any of the social media platforms, and uh, you will have their page. Uh, thank you so much, Amin. Thank you so much, Arjun.